Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. This podcast is brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey. Native Grape Odyssey is an educational project financed by the European Union to promote European wine in Canada, Japan, and Russia. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Monty Ward and my guest today is Vito Palumbo. Vito is the brand manager for the Tormoresca estate, which is part of the Antinori family in Minervino Murge in Puglia. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's okay. I know Minervino Murge a little bit because that's where my Italian father-in-law, my late Italian father-in-law is from. Very, very beautiful part of the world. Where are you from originally in Italy? Are you Pugliese or not? Yeah, I'm uh, DOC. Actually, DOCG Pugliese. So you were born, what, in Bari or something? Bari. Bari. Okay, so that's the main town on the coast. Uh, So you grew up in Bari. Yes. And you spent most of your time on the beach, I guess. Uh, When I was young. Looking at you. Actually, now I'm in captivity in uh, in Tuscany because uh, Tormaresca is owned by Antinori. When did uh, when did they buy the estate then? In 1998, mm-hmm. uh, it was they fell in love. Actually, it was a matter of love, a love affair, because they visited uh, actually the Bocca di Lupo estate, which is an estate in Castel del Monte area, and it's called Bocca di Lupo. And at that time, it was owned by another famous uh, uh, winery of northern Italy, which was Gancia, together with my family. And then Antinori just saw the Alianico grape, uh, the landscape, the town of Minervino, the hospitality, and they decided to invest. Then one year later, they invested in Salento, in another estate close between Brindisi and Lecce. So that's also in Puglia. Yep, and it's called Masseria Maime. So basically, we have two estates in two different, maybe the most famous areas for wine production in the region. So just let's start with Tormoresca. We can talk about the other one in a minute, if you like. Let's talk about uh, Tormoresca. What, what are the main wines from that estate that are made with native grape varieties? So basically, Bocca di Lupo, it's an estate, it's kind of a boutique winery, uh, it's org- all organic farmed. Uh, so all the wines we have are produced are organic wines. And we are focusing and we are in love and obsessed with Aglianico. Aglianico is one of the most uh, noble grape of southern Italy. And so we have two wines based on Aglianico, two interpretations of Aglianico. Uh, Bocca di Lupo, which is our, let's say, Grand Cru. It's uh, 100% Aglianico. And then we have Trentangeli, which is kind of a, an introduction to the grape. So it's a blend of Aglianico, Cabernet Sauvignon and Syrah. Okay, and that's under the which brand again, just remind us? Uh, Bocca di Lupo, but let's say the brand is Tormaresca and then there's these two estates called Bocca di Lupo in the north and Masseria Maime in Salento in the south. So Bocca di Lupo means wolf mouth, wolf mouth. Ma- yeah, but and not good luck. Because, uh, because that's uh, okay. in so, Bocca al Lupo. So in Bocca al Lupo. So if, if um, when I say goodbye to you today, yeah. which hopefully won't, it won't be too long, <laughs> yeah. I say in Bocca al Lupo, yeah. which means a, a wolf in your mouth. Yeah. Well, if I invite you to this state, I will say uh, come to Bocca di Lupo. Okay. It's slightly different. All right. So that's a little bit about the terroir. What about markets for those particular wines? Well, of course, Puglia, the driving markets of Puglia uh, are the, the German ones. It's German-speaking 
singular one. So Germany, Switzerland, because they love Primitivo, so more for the other state in Salento. Do they like it because it's a full-bodied red or warming red, or why do they buy it? Why do they well, like they it? They buy it first. I, I wouldn't. I shouldn't say it, but like they love the fruitiness, the also sometimes the sweetness of, of the grape. We are trying to produce a different interpretation of Primitivo with more acidity, more balance, a little bit more of spiciness. Uh, the wine is called Torcicoda. But let's say that's what uh, continental Europe is looking for at, the, at this moment. It's really one of the best-selling grape of Europe, Primitivo. And of course, when we have such numbers, such large numbers, you have different interpretations. Some are really elegant and great wines. Some others can be a little... <laughs> more everyday. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, within the Tormoresca family, are there any other brands that we should know about? Well, uh, for sure, let's say we are having, uh, there's a, a fever uh, on our rosé, which is called Calafuria. It's made of Negromaro, so of course it's produced in Salento, in the Masseria Maime state. Uh, I think we've been lucky, but also can, we, we focused, uh, we were at the right time, at the right place, because now there's, let's say, the boom of rosé that we've seen in the United States and UK, it's moving also to Italy. And Puglia is the most historical rosé producer, also the largest consumer of rosé. So we created this wine which is very charming because it has a little bit of fruitiness but also the salinity which is typical of Salento because we have the vineyards by the sea. It's like a balcony by the sea. And together for with the feature of the wine then also we played a little bit with the marketing. So we do special edition with our young illustrators. We sponsor a music festival in uh, in the summertime in Puglia. We were having fun. Okay, so do you, I mean, you're not going to tell me that Negro Amaro Rosé is going to challenge Prosecco? Uh, no, uh, actually we want to challenge Provence. Really? <laughs> yeah. But in terms of um, in terms of uh, flavor profile and also color, you know, often those Provence rosés are very, very light in color. What is a Negro Amaro rosé from the Salento Peninsula in Puglia like? What does it look like in the glass? Yeah, actually, our rosé looks a little bit, it's closer to the look of a Provence rosé rather than a, a classic Italian rosé or southern Italian rosé because it was a choice. Like, we wanted to keep the identity of the region in the flavors so this fruitiness, this body that usually in France they don't have, they call it piscine rosé. So uh, a swimming pool rosé. Yeah, swimming pool rosé. Piscine yeah, rosé. Okay. Rose. Yeah, if you uh, say pissing rosé, it means no. Yeah, sorry, slightly uh, different. That's, uh, that's my pronunciation, but. <laughs> And uh, at the same time, we wanted to be uh, a little bit more appealing for the international market. So that's why we had a, a paler color, like a, a lighter color. Okay, next question about the rosé is, is it bone dry, less than two grams of sugar, or does it have a tiny little bit of residual sugar in there? It has, it has around uh, three, three grams of, of uh, residual sugar. So you feel it a little bit. And, uh, and of course, you feel the fruitiness of yeah, the Yeah, it lifts the fruit a bit. But at the same time, we really are helped by by the salinity of, uh, of the wine, which is typical of Puglia, even in the reds. So if I'm having a bottle of the rosé in Italy, what should I be drinking it with? Anywhere in Italy, not just in Puglia. But if I well, say what, what people would drink in Puglia and then outside Puglia. I, have, I think well, we are ba- like really love raw fish. Like we love, uh, it's like a, a different version of the Japan cu- Japanese culture. So we eat everything raw, especially the seafood. But I, so I would suggest uh, a raw, like raw shrimps. But then of course, even a tempura would be amazing with a, with a rosé like that. Okay. So in recent years, 
Puglia has been increasingly rediscovered or discovered by tourists, tourism, mainly foreigners rather than locals, Italians. Is that true? Yeah, actually, we've always been a touristic destination within Italy, but we were completely undiscovered abroad. And then recently, there's an area of Puglia called Valle d'Itria, uh, which is between Bari and Brindisi. That is a place where a lot of beautiful masseria, masseria is a kind of a fortified farmhouse, have been revamped into resorts. So now it's become kind of a VIP des- destination so Justin Timberlake got married there Madonna actually uh, got, div- got divorced there uh, yeah got <laughs> divorced and she drinks uh, our Calafuri our rosé she really? did uh, an Instagram story unfortunately it wasn't like a post because the story disappears but we of course we saved the video uh, and we, we Mater- kind of share it all. yeah material girl drinks rosé that's yeah. not sure if that works as a headline material rosé material rosé <laughs> um, but isn't there a risk though the, the charm of Puglia, um, its rusticity almost. Um, people there are very, are very close to nature. Um, you know, my, my, my father-in-law would go and milk uh, the sheep, Munja delle Pecore, when he was yeah. a little boy. Is there a danger that Puglia is going to lose some of its, its naturalness and its wildness? No, that, that's a very good question and gives me the opportunity to, to give the right answer because I think one of the special features of Puglia is that even when you're in a very luxury part of the of Puglia or like in a luxury resort you always know you are in Puglia so that's why let's say those masseria, those resorts are amazing because you have, let's say, the, the services, the cuddles of a luxury resort, but you are surrounded by olive trees. They let you do, I don't know, like they harvest in the summertime. They let you go around with bikes in the in the countryside. So we, we've been really good at keeping the identity, and that's what we are trying to do also with the wine. So I, I'm quite optimistic about this. So I want more and more tourists to, uh, to visit Puglia because I'm sure sure and I'm confident we will keep the identity alive. You mentioned a little bit of organics, so what is yours, what's the philosophy then, Antinori, uh, with organics um, down in Puglia? Yeah, but more, let's say in general, Antinori has a, I would say has a sustainable approach to wine production, so it is, uh, let's say, a matter of uh, consciousness in the use of, of products, uh, of chemical products, or let's say in general with the agriculture. Uh, Bocca di Lupo is organic, so basically we do the sexual confusion in the which sometimes affects also myself when I'm there to I spend too much time in the, really? in the vineyards. Really? Well, are you joking? Or? No, I'm joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. We do sexual I, confusion, so uh, that's the the main weapon we have. But in general, I would say that the organic approach uh, is like a human that doesn't take medicine. So you have to prevent the illness. So that force you to spend more time in the vineyard. And that's good also afterwards for the selection of the grape. So uh, the organic approach is not only a matter of not using herbicide or pesticide, but also it's like a way to have more focus on the grape. It's about positive intervention. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the, the sexual confusion is uh, a technique whereby you confuse, in inverted commas, grape berry moths uh, that can lay their, like laying their eggs in emerging grape berries and then they will rot and not be very nice and impossible to make quality wine with. Have we got anything else? No, I want to say, like, I'm sorry for my voice, but uh, it's just a matter of. You being... had a big night last night. You were out until four o'clock in the morning. No, no, it's you... to stay in the character because my name is Vito, so when I'm abroad, I, I pretend I am the godfather. 
godfather <laughs> of Puglia. You don't look much like the godfather. <laughs> no. In Italian, they say stretto come un palo, which means he's, he's, he's like a, a thin as a post. <laughs> better, huh? Yeah. 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 Good. <laughs> That's good. Um, a young godfather. Well, I don't, you don't think you're that young, are you? No. How old are you? I'm 35. Yeah, you look about 46, but I mean, yeah, we're you're not, not doing too badly. Yeah. I want to say thanks to my guest today, Vito Palumbo, who's given us a little window into Puglia via his work with Antinori's Tormoresca brand. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for having me. This podcast has been brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey, discovering the true essence of high-quality wine from Europe. Find out more on nativegrapeodyssey.eu. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram.